What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I really appreciate it. I took a little break. It's been a minute. I haven't been doing the podcast or producing any YouTube videos, but I'm back. I'm getting into it. And since I took a little break, I'm calling this season three of the Vintage and Stuff podcast with Drew Heifetz. We are on season three. And to kick off season three, I'm bringing you 1980-something co. Chris of 1980-something co. He's a good friend. He's a super G in the vintage clothing business. He's always putting out innovative content, coming up with innovative ways to run his business, and I appreciate it. And he's a super positive guy and just an all-around good dude. Before we get into that, though, yeah, I took a little break. I needed some time off. I hung out with my family. I went surfing on the island my first time since lockdown. I, uh, I built a chicken coop, people. Yep, you heard it. I built a chicken coop. We got 10 chickens about to get enough eggs for the whole family. So that's exciting. And uh, I got some other news here. If you don't know already, I relaunched FSNFrankVintage.com. We're posting t-shirts, hats, Carhartt, Patagonia, Polo, weekly, guys. We're posting lots of stuff weekly, so make sure you check that out. That's FSNFrankVintage.com. I'll put a link down below. Also, we launched an iOS and Android app. So go to the Android store, go to the iOS store, search F as in Frank Vintage, and make sure you download our app. This way you can stay up to date with the new drops. You can get the push notifications when we drop new product. And yeah, I'm also going to be posting wholesale bundles on the site. We've already launched snapback wholesale bundles, but I'm going to be launching full t-shirt bundles, all vintage category bundles on there soon. And you don't want to miss that because there's going to be steals. It's a great way for you to get stuff to resell. So check that out. On this episode, what do we get into? Well, what don't we get into, guys? We definitely get into the virtual flea, the thing that everyone's been talking about. It's crazy. There's no real flea markets open except for certain places, certain select places around the world right now. So what did Chris do? He's created the virtual flea and it's blowing up. We talk about my hookups drop. I've been hoarding and saving vintage hookup skateboard t-shirts for years now, and I'm going to drop them. If you want to know the date and you want to know how and where we're dropping these shirts, you better listen to the whole episode. We talk about the t-shirt market, how it's blowing up. It's going up despite COVID, despite the world being on lockdown, despite possible, possible, excuse me, possible economic collapse. It's kind of crazy to speak on that for a quick moment. The world hasn't gone into more of an economic collapse. Stock market's going up. Tesla stock just went up to $1,800. If you're holding Tesla stock, good on you. It's wild. I believe there's a crash coming. I don't know. I'm going to post more content about investing. It's a wild, wild west out there. But yeah, despite impending doom in the economy, the vintage t-shirt market is going up and t-shirts are going for more and more money all the time. If you want to know for how much, you better listen to the episode. And that brings me to my Patreon, guys. I have launched a Patreon. If you don't know what that is, it's a platform where you can sign up to be a member and you can get exclusive content from me and my guests. I'm going to be dropping tons of stuff 
on there that you will only be able to get on there. Lots of great business knowledge, lots of great tips and tricks for running your business, living your life, being an all around good person. If you like what I do, if you like the podcast, if you like my YouTube videos, if you like all the stuff I've been putting out, you can go support me there. It costs you nothing, a cup of coffee a month, but it definitely means a lot to me and you get so much added value there. There's going to be extra bonus content from this episode on the Patreon. Go check that out. Last but not least, I ran my Vintage Mastermind group for the last three months. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. I think people got a lot of value out of it. I know I got a lot of value out of it. I learned a lot about where I want to take what I'm doing in the future. So stay tuned for lots of fresh content and possible new products coming out from myself based on what I learned in this group. And I might do a round two of the group. So if you're interested in getting involved in my Vintage Mastermind group round two, you need to get on my mailing list. Again, there'll be a link to that down below. Without further ado, let's get into it. Chris of 1980-something Co. been a minute i know man i miss you bro honestly i miss you too dude i miss seeing a lot of people it's been strange times I miss coming to california i feel like i have more friends down in california than i have here sometimes i know man it's so crazy what a time um, of life it is it's wild so let's get into this i'm we're just going to start this up dude sure um thank you for coming on the show man i've kind of taken a hiatus from recording these podcasts but i want to get back into it um so we're calling this season three of the vintage and stuff podcast and you're my first guest on season three and you're the german three <laughs> um i just so, finished watching glory's bastard sorry <laughs> nice so i guess we've met before uh, at the at the rhodium that was the first time we met actually in person when was that? Like two years ago? Has it been two years already? Wow. Yeah. Um, that was the February Rose Bowl weekend when me and PFR and I think um, Ray were out at the flea, rolling racks around, moving from booth to booth, selling stuff. You were out there. At that point, you were a regular at the Rhodium, right? Yes. Yeah. So... Obviously, times have changed. The uh, fleas aren't even a thing anymore. Is California opening or are they, are they shutting back down? They're shut down uh, and they're sh uh, we, we were like starting to creep back out. They were like, yeah, you can go to restaurants. We didn't even, uh, 
I told my girl, like, I, I want to wait till at least a month after everything's back to normal before we even do that. So we didn't even hop out. But yeah, like a weekend, it was like, yo, cases are going up. We got to chill. Yeah. It's on lockdown again. I can't even get a straight answer out of the Rose Bowl. Their message machine just says, stay tuned for updates. So we have no idea what's going on there. Um, but we'll get into all that. So I don't know if I've ever heard your story, man. Your true, how you got in the game and what got you in the game and where were you first picking and give us like the rundown. Uh, I got into it because of my mom. Shout out mom. Everybody shout, shout out, out mom. mom. Shout out everyone's mom. They're the best. Um, yeah, my mom uh, has been going to thrift stores since I was a little kid. And I just remember like messing around on those dirty ass couches while my mom was going through the racks. I remember her friends coming over uh, before they went out. And she would leave us with my grandma, you know, uh, she was going to go with my mom's very young. My mom had me when she was 17 uh, oh, wow. uh, and raised us solo. My dad was there, but they were divorced, you know, but my mom really did like take a lot of, uh, take the brunt of the work. And I love my mom for that. But she, um, she would go out with her friend. And I just remember her like showing off her outfit and her friends like, wow, you look so good. You look so nice. And she'd be like, guess how much? A dollar or 50 cents or whatever and her friends were just like what you know what I mean? the flex was real even back then yeah and i just remember like that was so that that's a memory that i just i still see it very clearly in my mind anyway like uh you know uh then time goes by and in high school uh single mother again she was a mail carrier she worked very hard she was able to buy a house you know she put a roof over our heads she took care of us very well um but, you know, obviously I wasn't going to be in the freshest threads, you know, so I was able to get like Jordans and stuff. And then I started working when I was really young. But anyway, I'm going off. But I That's started going to the thrift to like yeah. clothes to match with the Jordans I would buy and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny because when you grow up in that thrifting, like, you know, you have parents that thrift, like yeah. you, you're just like, oh, this is cool. It's going to go with your shoes. But I remember everyone at school was like, that's really cool. Where'd you get it at? And I'd be like, oh, I got a Salvation Army for like, and I try to do the same thing as my mom. I'd be like, dollar fifty, bro. And they'd nice. be like, that's dirty. <laughs> yeah. It kind of has the same flex as sneakers, but I hear that a lot. People get into it because to go find stuff to match the sneakers for sure. Yeah. And, and so like, I always wondered this, like, because your mom was young when she had you, are you guys still pretty tight now? Of course. Okay. Because... That, yeah, that is young, and you have such a, 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 a less age gap between you guys. So I think that's cool. You get, you get to relate on a different level than a lot of people with their parents, you know? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I just would just wear whatever I could get. Like, not even anything vintage. I don't even remember if that stuff. Like, I didn't learn about, like, single stitch until years later. Like, you know, and um, some guy in a, in a thrift store uh saw some shirt that i got and he was like oh look can i see your shirts he was just on me he was like right over my shoulder and i'm like this guy's really weird and um i guess it's because i had a shirt he wanted it was a, a 90s chicago bulls shirt and uh, it was single stitch and so he's like can i see your tees and i was like i'm gonna knock this guy out if he tries to like grab one of my shirts or something you know yeah. he's like looking through my shirts he ended up being really cool and he's like listen um you know what single stitches and this, and this was like years later and, I, and that just like opened up 
like a whole new world for me. Cause then like after that, I would just, instead of going through each piece individually and seeing if it would had cool colors or a cool graphic on it. Now I was going through the rack, just looking at the stitching on the sleeves, you know? Yeah. You know, it is wild about that single stitch phenomena. I guess everyone knows about it now, but that was a thing, you know, I learned about it long time ago, but I didn't know about it for years. Also, I'm talking years in the game. And it wasn't until the Japanese guys started to, I learned so much really about vintage from the Japanese customers, man. The guys that come to the Rose Bowl, they know way more about it than we do. And they always put us on game. So, you know, geez, took me even years to figure that out. And then it became this like massive phenomenon where everyone's asking about single stitch, but for years it didn't matter. It was just, you knew from the tag and you probably knew too, as you were thrifting before you knew about single stitch, just the look, the tag, the vibe, the fade, like, eventually you can just tell something's vintage yeah. from kind of a mile away if you've done it long enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that you say that uh, about like that, that's how you learned because you didn't know about it either. You had to learn about it from someone else. Fully, man. That, that's how it works with everything. I, you obviously learn certain things by just being around it, touching it, seeing enough of it, figuring out your own stuff. But there's people that are into each specific genre of vintage way deeper than I'll ever go into any specific thing. Maybe like my thing skate tees. So I'll know about certain companies and different things like that more than a lot of people. But when it comes to military denim, um, tag knowledge, all these different things, there's going to be people that know more than me. And I totally acknowledge that my brain cannot hold that much information that I'm not even going to try. Yeah. There's some things that I've kind of made my peace with where I'm just like, I'm not going to learn about that. No one's going to try to teach me that. So I'll just, I'm all good with that. But uh, going back to what you were saying about how like the Japanese taught you that and they just have so much knowledge about vintage. They have a very deep knowledge. Um, but what I've found interesting lately is that um, before it used to be like, we would pick for what the Japanese would want to buy, right? They were the ones that were kind of just like driving the market. And now it's gotten, vintage has gotten so big here in the US that I find it's now the reverse. Like I've had Japanese buyers come and buy for me and they're going through teas and then there'll be like a marble tea in there. And then they're, you know, they think it's going to be $10 or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'm asking 200 on that one. And they're like 200 and they start laughing. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I know it's silly to you in Japan for, to pay for that shirt, th that much for that shirt. But here in the U S this right here is going for like way more than that. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, okay. I noticed that they're just like, okay, well then I'll take it. Yeah. You know, so there has been that switch, man. I fully, I fully acknowledge that. And I have older Japanese customers who are coming to me asking for knowledge about the American market, you know, like what's up with this band? What's up with that? Like what's going on with this? And the same thing, like you said, you'll tell them a price it's way higher than they're expecting. And you're like, well, it's hot here in America. The kids want it. Right. And I mean, that leads us into you are at the forefront of this new, this new uh, movement in vintage. The t-shirt market is crazy. You've always been pushing. You've always been creative. You have your show Stash Raiders, which you had me on, which I'm thankful for that. That was such a blast to do that episode with you. If you haven't wa uh, watched that episode, go watch it and go watch all the other episodes. But now is the virtual fleet the new movement that has gone crazy. And 
uh, I've told you this, I've sent you messages and I was on the first one that you did. And, but I can imagine it's, it's morphed so much from that original virtual flea that you did because now you're what, three months in. So take us through the virtual flea a little bit and how you came up with that idea and like how it's morphed into what it is now. Man, virtual flea. Uh, dude, I love the virtual flea. It's so much fun. Um, so basically, uh, beginning of the COVID hit, all the flea markets canceled. Uh, flea market is a big part of my income. And now I don't have that anymore. So I'm um, shitting bricks. What am I going to do? Well, first thing you got to do is set up a website, something I've been planning to do, but I just haven't done it because you know, I'm so busy with everything that I do, flea market included, especially. So I start the website up. I don't even like, that was so stressful figuring out all those buttons, you know, on top of figuring, you know, wondering if that's even going to work. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, it was a scary time right when the COVID lockdown hit. So I started the website, set it up, throw a bunch of stuff on there. And, um, the turnout for that was way more than what I expected. And I just like, I remember feeling so blessed. I still feel really blessed. And so, um, you know, it went from like, what's going to happen? I just moved into a new house. How am I going to take care of my family? You know, because my girl doesn't work. And just all these worries. And in one night, I'm just like, I got this. I got this. And that was crazy. And like, now I'm at a point where I don't even have to go back to flee when things open up. Like, I'm not even, you know? Yeah, I want to say, I want to interlude quickly, if you don't mind. So yeah, that must have been scary, dude. You have, you have uh, a new son, I'm correct, right? Yeah, I have a, he's going to turn a year. A year, okay, so fresh, you just moved into a new, new crib, obviously you upsized probably, Um, you know, you got to worry about that, you're in LA, like a pretty big hub of the world, Um. And I commend you for taking the steps. It is scary. That was a scary time for me. It was scary, dude. I remember thinking, you know, I have a pretty large company. We have five landlords, five big rents to pay. You know, there's a lot of expenses. I was thinking we got to lock this down, do all these different things. You know, like I'm grateful too that it worked out and business remained solid. I didn't have to do all that stuff. But I remember just the uneasiness thinking about that. So I can, I can get what you were going through for sure. Yeah. It was scary, man. It was really scary. Uh, but ever since, like, I started doing this full time, there's been a lot. Of, I feel like uh, when you become uh, your own boss or like you have your own business, like you have those moments all the time. So I like there was that in the back of my mind too, where it was just like, I don't know how, but you're gonna figure it out. So like I started the website that worked out, and I just was so thankful. I remember I prayed, and I was just thankful for that. I just gave, you know, thanks to God and everything, and I was like, you know. I just wanted to give it, pass that on. I wanted to pass that on. Cause I know there's other people going through the same thing. Like, you know, I, I, uh, not everybody, I, I'm sure there's collectors that, you know, they live at home with their parents and don't have to worry about rent, but there's other people who do this full time and maybe are not at the stage that I'm at, like are just starting or, or halfway through the journey, you know, at a halfway point compared to where I was, you know, at, at the time where I'm at now. So I was like, man, this, that's a shitty feeling. So let me do something where I can like, I want to do something to pay this forward. Like I want to hook somebody up. So I'm, I'm going to shout somebody out. I'm going to shout somebody out. So I started going on my Instagram. I'm like first person that comes up on my feet, I'm going to shout them out. And I was like, no, that's not going to be, 
that's not the right way to do it. Like I just wasn't, I was like, well, okay, well, how about if I put everybody on my story in my bio link and I just say, these are my favorite vendors. Everybody go look at my favorite vendors. I have my top 10 favorite vendors. They're in my bio right now. And I was like, well, that would be kind of biased because then I'm only helping out people that are my friends, right? I'm not helping out people maybe who really need this. And that's when I came with, with Virtual Flea. I was like, you know what? Who needs, who needs help right now? I'm starting something called Virtual Flea. Uh, and people were asking me, what's it about? And I didn't even know. I was just like, well, you'll be listed in my bio link. And on Saturday, I'll just say, like, it's Virtual Flea. Go shop those people in my bio link. You know what? I'll even go live with you. I'll go live with you. And you can use my platform, uh, my followers and views or whatever, to sell your stuff. And I made it an op option. The first virtual flea, like some people didn't go live. They were just sitting on the bio link. Uh, after that, though, everyone goes live. But uh, we did that first virtual flea and, dude, people made dough. Were you on the first one? I was, I think it was the first one. It might have been the second one. It's hard for you to remember. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that was sick. I remember going live. I remember it was a good day. Sold a bunch of stuff. I didn't, I hadn't relaunched Frank, so I was doing story sales and, you know, again, just kind of in that weird mindset of like, let's just sell as much as we can before the world is going to end or whatever is going to happen or who knows, you know, it was so new. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, now it's all people talk about, dude. You've made this thing. And I'm in Canada, man. And I talked to a lot of Canadian sellers. You know, I had people hitting me that first month. Yo, do you see what you see what Chris is doing? 1980-something go virtual flea. It's crazy. And then I've had friends who are on it. I don't know if I, if, well, you probably heard, but I had a group going through COVID. So, and I, I appreciate what you said about giving back. I think that's very, it's, it speaks to your personality. And I know that about you because you're always doing that. I posted something recently, a quote, if you want it, give it. And that is exactly in line with what you're talking about because it's, you know, you know, you have that success and you're giving it to other people and it feeds this like energy flow, you know, and it, I mean, I know I do I it because it makes me feel good. I'm sure it does for you. I think people are going to think that's crazy. Like if you, if you need it, give it like, the, like that sounds crazy, right? Like, well, how am I going to give it if, if I need it? Right. But like, and it, it's this weird thing where just like, kind of like when you learn to ride a bike, like, or if you're learning to ride a bike, you, you take your training wheels off. Or how can I get my balance? We'll go really fast. And it's like, well, I'm not going to go fast. I don't have balance. Well, well, if you go fast, you don't ha need to have balance. You're just going. You'll get, yeah, it'll happen. It'll work. Yeah. So it's just like it's one of those things that doesn't make sense, but you got to just go full throttle. So it's like um, helping people has been something that I was always afraid of in the beginning. I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, like it's competitive. It's business. And I was just like, uh, you know. I can't remember the specific situation, but I just know, like, I feel like that's a general thing. Like, uh, if you're trying to come up, don't shed light on other people because then that's going to take away light from you type of thing, maybe. Um, but I've, I always wanted to be cool with everyone. I've, I've always wanted to, like, show love to everyone because, you know, I worked shitty jobs up until I was doing this full time, which was probably like three years ago. And uh, now I'm out here doing what I love and I'm having a great time and I wear cool shirts and I sell cool shirts. And there's a lot of cool people that do the same thing. And I just, I like everyone in the community. Like you guys rock. And before I used to deal with really shitty people and all the jobs that I used to have, you know? So uh, I always wanted to just be cool with everyone. But, um, you know, again, business, we have to be competitive. 
But I found out that I realized that like, if you just show love to people, it doesn't hurt you at all. Especially no. in a community right now that although it may be everything to you if you do this full time, um, we're still very young and we still have a lot more growing to do as a community. Like vintage, vintage influence on the world is like 1% right now. Like yeah. It's not a mainstream yeah. thing. It's very close-minded to go with that old school methodology of thinking where if you, if you help someone else, it's going to take part of your market share. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, they say vintage or the secondhand business right now is, I forget the numbers, but it's like by 2025, it's going to some ridiculous amount of billion dollar business. And you're like, we haven't even touched this market. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you're not taking and, and, and we're stronger as a community. People move into my neighborhood. Vintage stores come into my neighborhood where F is and Frank is. And my dad's always like, oh fuck competition you got to get smoke them out of the water and i'm like nah this is good it brings more people to my hood that are going to do the rounds and shop if i'm going to go shop vintage i'm going to go to a neighborhood where i can hit five stores versus one store mm -hmm. it's better together and it's you know like i said it's the energy flow and it makes makes you feel good it's, and we, we all get to hang out together this way it's way more fun <laughs> thank you for me i have my my uh 1980 something co where I do a virtual fleet, where I literally bring people onto my platform, put them in front of me. You know, like you're my viewer, you're looking at me. I put another vendor in front of me, have them sell their stuff to you. And it hasn't hurt me. On top of that, I have a, the Vintage Awards Instagram where I repost other people's finds from all around the community. I'm just showing love and bigging other people up. I've never featured myself on there. I do other people. And in spite of like all these other people that I put in front of me, I'm still doing good. And that's because we, we, we're selling vintage, right? So vintage is not like you could do a better product. Like you can never have a better product than me as a, as a thrifter, or maybe you can, but it depends on the customer. And, uh, yeah, so you might have a better come up, but then you'll have the next come up and so on and so forth. You know, like you cannot monopolize the game. Like, uh, the other day, uh, round two vintage, they had their website drop on the exact day and the exact time as I do my website drops. I do them every Friday at noon. And, uh, you know, I was living very comfortably and I was like, cool, like, this is cool. Like I'll drop every Friday. And then website dropped this Friday at noon. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna starve that day. <laughs> I sold the most on that day. I sold the most on that day which it blew my mind. I was really nervous that day. And I sold the most on a day. And I don't know what that means. I don't know. It definitely doesn't mean that I have better stuff because round two is like, you know, they're, they're crazy. They have they're dropping stuff. 300 to 500 T's every time. Yes. But it just goes to show you how small the vintage community is and how like, as far as like, um, uh, as far as like how much money there is that people have to spend on vintage, we're not meeting the demand. There's just, there could be five people dropping their website drops on that same day and we're all going to eat. Yeah, that's, why, that's why shirts are selling for $800, $1,200. We just sold one on virtual flea this past weekend for the record breaker of 2,400. And then when a, another shirt sold for three K not on auction, but just sold, uh, that was the price tag on it. Like, um, there's, there's just not enough to meet the demand. That's what that tells me. That doesn't tell me that these shirts are, well, I mean, it, they are rare, but it also shows that people want to get their hands on vintage. They want to get their hands on the unique piece 
and there's they can't buy 50 pieces for $3,000. So they're going to buy one piece for $3,000. Like the money's out there. Totally. <laughs> and the, yeah, these pieces are rare, but also the market who is wanting them is growing fast. I think it's got to be the fastest growing market. People are more into the style. They're more into sustainability. They're more into having something that nobody else has. It's, yeah. That's why you so. see 2000s things blown up. 2008 i sold uh dark knight the dark knight right that movie came out in 2008 i sold a dark knight shirt the other day for uh 800 that's why you, like people are looking for vin the the value and everything right now in the vintage community and that's how young we are that's how small we are so don't be afraid to shout your boy out because um you'll uh you'll look like uh, you'll look like the g for doing that you know and, and you'll make someone's day that's actually the most important thing is that you'll make someone's day yeah it makes you feel good and it comes back to you in the form of energy. It's like, I believe that. And that's, that's why it makes you feel good. So let's talk about this. You broke records, man. You took your shirt off. You went fucking, you went ape shit on the live. I, I seen that part and I was stoked. By the way, you're looking good. I don't know if you've been working out, but looking good, man. <laughs> Long time. I used to have abs. That's like the, what's left over. <laughs> got, me, uh, got me busy. <laughs> so talk about breaking some goddamn records man like so you broke the record for 400 so that's a big day on the the virtual fleet and on auction live auction what was it 20 how much did it sell for it sold for 2400 and it was spider-man i didn't see the shirt because it wasn't on it wasn't showing it on that it was clip. a cable Cable, he's an X-Men character, and uh, it wasn't like a all over, like a mega print. That's the best part, is that it wasn't a mega. It was a, not like, because you know there's a mega print, and then there's those yeah. like chest hits. Yeah, they're big print, but they're not all overs. Yeah, well, th there's also ones that are just like chest prints. So it'll be like mid-chest to like middle of belly, but this one was like belly button to like, and it was big, it was just a bigger, bigger rectangle on the front. And, um, yeah, it went for, for 2,400. It was just kept going up. And I was like, you know, okay, we're at a thousand. And I was like, okay, wow. We're, uh, Cause the record previously was, I think uh, 1100 or a thousand. And what was that shirt? Do you remember? Ah, oh, man, I forgot what it was. So um, you're saying it, it was, a, I, have to, I have to get a picture, man. Do you, you have a picture of the shirt? I don't have a picture of the shirt, but we'll, uh, I'll ask Future Pass to send it to you so you can like pop Yeah, it. if we could put it on this video just to see, because you're saying it was a bigger rectangle. It wasn't, it was actually a rectangle print where the, where the print ended in a rectangle? Or was it just a big print? I think it was like, yeah, rect rectangle. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't so, a big print. It wasn't yeah, a okay. Print. Interesting. Yeah. It was, um, it was a different marble shirt. Like I've seen a lot of the marble shirts and it was definitely a different in the shape that it was. But on top of that, He's a character that's rare, Bishop. Okay. Um, and what about that? You said that a, sh a shirt sold for 3000 Was that an eBay auction or is that something else? No, that was on, on Virtual Fleet. That was behind the scenes. Somebody had a price tag on that and uh, they swooped that up. What shirt was that? Uh, when is this going to drop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could wait a couple days. Uh, if it's going to be a couple days, we, we can bleep it out. Uh, so, okay. You don't have to tell me. It's okay. You don't have to put it on here, but it, everyone saw it on the live. No. Uh, the thing is that there's some, uh, controversy behind it and, uh, I can't confirm okay, okay. or deny if it's sold. Well, I just confirmed that it's sold, but just know that I think it, uh, it's either three K or more. 
But um, if you follow me, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to make a big deal out of it because what happened was, um, <laughs> okay, so what happened was that was an auction. It was a, let's just get into it. It was a Hobgoblin, Mega Print, Hobgoblin versus Spider-Man. And they're just like snarling at each other, Mega Print. And this kid was on the live and he's like, I don't want, he's like, uh, you know, just selling his stuff. Vintage Wiz, shout out Vintage Wiz. That's my boy, Kirk. Uh, new guy, up and coming, really dope, good energy. Uh, so he comes on and he's like, yo, give me your Hobgoblin uh, Spider-Man right now for, uh, I think he said like 3K. He keeps throwing it up in the comment. This guy's kid's showing his shirts. He's like, I'm asking this on this, size this. And he's just going through his and I'm just seeing this 3,000. It just keeps coming up. <laughs> like, hey, man, um, so, this was, so he had it, but it wasn't on the, the, the rack for sale. He knew the kid had it. Yeah, Vintage Wiz had so it. Okay. Somehow Wiz found out that it, he had it. And so this kid is like, um, you know, uh, uh, oh, that. He's like, that's not for sale. I'll, I'll never sell that. And then... Um, then the people in the comments are like, kid, you're crazy. Like, you need to, you need to let that go. $3,000, like, you need to let that go. So finally, people are like, you know, and this happens all the time on the virtual fleet. If you've tuned in, if you haven't, you got to check this out. If, if a vendor comes on, and most of them do, because obviously if they're going to be on virtual fleet, they want to wear their best shirt, right, their grill. Vendors come on with their grills, immediately in the comments, 500 for your shirt, 800 for your shirt, 1200 for your shirt right now, right now, 1200 right now. And like a lot of vendors, they won't give it up. That's what I love about vintage is like, some of them are just like, I will not sell this shirt because I'll never see it again. Or, you know, what other, other story there is behind it. Yeah. This kid is like, uh, finally, you know, all these, all these people are saying like, at least let us see the shirt, let us see the shirt. Finally, this kid, he's like, uh, he doesn't go right away. He shows more tees, more tees. And he's like, finally, he's like, all right, I'll go get it. Comes back, shows it. We peer pressured him into selling that. And so he's like, all right, fine. He's like, I'm not, he's like, if you want it, I'll sell it right now. I'll, and I, I told him, you got to sell it on the live. Otherwise it didn't happen. I can't guarantee that the buyer's going to come through. Like it's out of my hands. If you don't sell it right here, like if you sell it right here, I could get on that, on that buyer's ass. I could make them, you know what I mean? I could, <laughs> I could take them to collections, <laughs> but um, you got to do it right now. So he goes, all right, fine. I'll do it right now. But it has to go for thirty five hundred, not three k. Boom, thirty five hundred goes up. Boom, thirty five hundred goes up. And these are buyers that I'm telling you are certified. Like that's the thing about virtual flea is we have a lot of regular buyers that buy big pieces. So, um, and I'm always double checking. I, I I'm like kind of like a, like I could sense this now whenever someone's doing a big bid, but I could sense. Uh, but I also have my certified buyers. So. Um, I'll be like, hey, this is a 100% buyer, guaranteed buy. These guys start going at it. So first guy goes up, 3,500. Another guy out of nowhere, 3,700. Boom, it keeps going up. Finally, it settled at uh, 3,850. Damn. $3,850, $3, certified buyer. Um, unfortunately, there was an issue after the fact uh, regarding uh, friends and family, goods and service type situation. And there's more to that story that um, I've been telling people, I'm going to give you more info on that. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be the highest auction on virtual flea record. It is still going to be the highest purchase on virtual flea record, but it's the highest auction is still going to go to my boy, Josh, future past NYC, 2,400 in the Bishop team. Nice. <laughs> so that trumps 
any t-shirt I've ever sold. I believe I hit 24 or 20, 22 to 24, something like that. What was it? Uh, a skate tee is a, is a McGill, uh, Powell Pearl to 80s tee. And there's a version of it. McGill is a skull with the snake like winding through it. There's a version of all the old original Powell tees from the 80s that are long sleeve that have the hits all down the sleeves. And they're way more rare. So the McGill tee just as a short sleeve would be, I don't know, I guess you could get five, six, seven maybe. But because the long sleeves are so rare. Um, and again, I didn't want to sell it. I had so I posted on IG, somebody kept hitting, 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 offer going up, offer going up, offer going up. Eventually I'm like, dude, this is like that, you know, at that point it was probably a thousand dollars more than any other t-shirt I had sold because there wasn't so many thousand dollar t-shirts in the market. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, crazy dude. T-shirts are going fucking wild, man. And all those little like stories of like all over the vintage community that, you know, this guy, he wanted it so bad. He paid 1200. He paid, you know, just these crazy amounts. Uh, they kind of all accumulate in the virtual fleet. It's not, it's not rare or it's not as, I'm sorry, it's not a surprise to see someone throw up in the comments 500 for your shirt right now, 800 for your shirt right now, 1200 for your shirt right now. Shout out Barter King. He just throws out numbers all the time. Poor Barter King. He's got, he always gets turned down. He'll just throw you the craziest number. And people does he know. ever get them? Sometimes he does. He's gotten a couple off me. <laughs> so question, a couple, couple questions about the virtual fleet. Is it, is it, do you block non-paying bidders from your account or how does it work? How have you had non-paying bidders? Yes. And surprisingly, it's a very low amount of people like, like percentage wise, probably 5% of auctions, uh, given it, not, nah, not even less than that, dude. I probably could count on one hand how many people have not paid, but there's a, a 100% payout on all auctions. Cause Obviously, if the guy who won is a fake bidder and he wasn't going to pay in the first place, that wasn't even a real uh, uh, bid. So don't even worry about that money. Uh, I always tell my vendors, go to the runner-up. And the runner-up, this is the beautiful thing about the. This is not like, oh, virtual flea got people on check. This is just the community has so much love and respect. We're so close and tight-knit and positive that the runner-up always pays. So the only time that someone has not been paid out on an auction is if they don't have, they don't remember who the runner up is. So they're not able to go collect. Um, But yeah, the auction payout is success rate on that is insane. That's sick, dude. I was always wondering about that because I'm like, sometimes you get these troll troll accounts that just want to like throw out numbers. But um, obviously there's enough people in the biz that actually want this stuff. And I believe marketing is a big thing in any business is obviously in our business it is too and what you're doing is is awesome because you're creating an interactive experience with people where it's way more fun to buy something than just say going on ebay or like uh, faceless interaction you're seeing the person you're buying it from it's fun you're competing with people you know you're waiting it's entertainment while you're possibly on lockdown who knows where you are in the world how much of that plays into this as opposed to the actual t-shirt market just running up right now. Um, how much of just like the excitement and the fun of it plays yeah. into, uh, I think that's a big part of it because uh, we're all friends there. You know, like we all pull up and we're in the same room and it's like uh, we all meet up 
you know, instead of being like, oh, there's Florida pickers, there's Texas pickers, there's, there's New York people. No, we're all right there together. You know, we're all bidding on stuff and the comments can get a little hectic sometimes, you know, but they're always positive. They're always playful. You, you know, so you'll see it a lot. Like people will just say like, I'm, I'm literally just here for the comments. And this is something nice. that I say also in the virtual fleet is uh, thank you for your support, whether you're a, a seller or a buyer, or you're just sitting in here watching and you're just part of this viewer account right here. You're supporting the community. You're bringing in excitement to it. And thank you for that because you're hanging out with sellers who need money, who, you know, we're still in the middle of the lockdown. And even after the lockdown, like there's going to be people who always need money and uh, who are, you know, because virtual flea, sell, you're able to sell things for, really good money. I, I, I'll honestly say, not even because it's my virtual flea, but virtual flea is the place to sell your vintage. That's the best place to sell. You're going to get top dollar and you can count on the buyers. You heard it here, money. folks. It is the place to sell. Okay. Quick interlude then. Let's have a little commercial. How do people listening to this, if they want to get on, get on? Give them the beats. All right. So uh, you go on to virtualflea.market. So dot market like dot com, but except we, we locked down the dot market. So it's virtual fleet dot market. You literally type that into your browser. Uh, you'll go, that'll take you onto the virtual fleet website. There's a little menu section, just hit become a vendor. Uh, I'm going to keep that open all the time now. Uh, so right now, if you go on there, you could register and uh, that'll put you in the raffle for August. Okay, nice. Um, next thing on the agenda is I want to sell my hookups collection on the virtual fleet. You and me have kind of talked about this a little bit, but I want to set a date here. Can I get, can I get slotted in? Can we do this? Sure. I, I actually have the uh, schedule right here. I'll bring it up. <laughs> okay. So uh, I get a lot, I get a lot of people ask me right now because I've been kind of teasing at it and hinting at it that I'm going to be selling the hookups collection. Um, I've been collecting this stuff for probably three years, maybe more. I feel the time is right. I feel like I want to pass this stuff on to people who are going to rock it, who are going to appreciate it just as much as I do. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be fun. You know, I want to do this. Yeah. No, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever come on there with as much hookups pieces as you're going to bring. So it's going to be really exciting. So it's going to be dope. Just you know, you're going to obviously be promoting it. And then uh, everybody tuned in. It's going to go crazy. Okay, sick. So what dates can we do? You wanted man? to do some virtual flea. Uh, you wanted to do the virtual auction site, which uh, I think you should just do all your auctions. No, right there on. I want to go live, man. I've thought about okay. it. Let's just go live with this. Let's live auction these shirts. Let's do it. I might put a few. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't figure out all the details. Stay tuned if you're listening to this to like my IG, 1980 something co IG for details on how we're doing it. But there's definitely going to be hookups going live in the live auction. Okay. So when do you want to go? Uh, I got the schedule right here. So can we do as soon as the 25th? 25th. That's perfect. 25th is the Saturday. Yeah. Well, are you doing both days every weekend now? Yes. Damn, man. Busy guy. Okay. That is the announcement. This is the first announcement of the date. 25th, July 25th, Saturday. You let me know what time. Can you slot in the time right now? I'll, uh, yeah, you can give me the time. What's a good time? You pick the time. I'm easy. Honestly, uh, there's no prime time. 
if you bring the heat, they will come. So like uh, what I always tell vendors is promote yourself the whole week. Let your followers know what you got, what you're going to be bringing. I'll be promoting you in addition to that. Um, but even if you don't promote yourself, I've noticed that like people will just hop on uh, their live and they didn't promote themselves. We've had this one guy, I got vintage is his name. I got vintage. Uh, dude is very busy dude, supporting his family, always working. He, he wouldn't respond to my DMs when I was trying to schedule the time. You know, I'm sharing tips in the group chat and I'm just not getting any responses from him. And I'm like, this guy's probably going to flake. I've never had anybody flake, but I was like, I think this guy, when we go live, is not going to come on. And I'm just going to have to turn it into an open live where I just have guests, you know, whoever wants to send me a request can come on. He, he, he requested, he came on and he ended up having just the craziest set. He was the last vendor of that day and we had to extend him in a, another hour and a half just to go through all the things that he had. Yeah, wow. this guy was just like, I thrift, I go to fleas. He's like, but I take care of my family. I never have time to post any of this shit. So I just, he literally, his garage was like, we were finding like rap tees, dead stock movie tees, just like, and, and don't think it was mid. Like it was all crazy bangers. Like we must have ran an auction every five minutes with him and they all ran up. Like each one, like that guy, I'm, I'm sure made like six grand in that two and a half hours that he was on there. Wow. Kidding. It's so cool to think that the virtual flea has its own mini economy and how much money you're being able to facilitate run in and out of the market and help people out, which is epic, dude. Yeah. It's way more than what I, what I would have expected. But all right. So, okay. So can we do 10, wait, can we do 10 AM? 10 AM. All right. Putting you in right now. We're doing 10 AM, July 25th. The hookups collection is for sale. I've been hoarding it. I got a lot of wicked shit. I'm going to be posting tons of teasers. I'll probably post a video about it again. I'll post all kinds of stuff so everyone knows what it's going to be. And uh, I'm stoked to get on the virtual flea now that it's it's grown into this mega phenomena. I better do some push-ups because I'm going to have to rip my shirt off. <laughs> nice. I'll make sure to wear a dry rot tee that day. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Okay, so I had I had a couple other little questions about the flea. Have you had any haters on it? Um, we, I don't know. I I just never really give any attention to haters. Like I'm quick to like if somebody says something, even if it really does cut me down to my core, and it's just like, ooh, that was a good one. I kind of just snap out of it, and I just like, all right, on to the next thing, you know? Because uh, yeah, good call. Thing, like uh, from afar, uh, you can't. Uh, um, what is it like? You can't tell from afar who's the fool when two men are arguing or something like that. Like, like when two men are arguing, uh, someone from afar can't tell which one is the fool. Like who's who's the. Yeah, right. I've it's never heard that. I've never heard that, fool. but that that makes sense. Yeah, because like, like, in it, don't try to judge on it. Like I could be maybe the one in the right, but from afar, we're both gonna look like idiots, you know. So I I just don't even pay any attention to that. And I feel like right now, like we're in a, a internet age, right? And like trolling is something. I feel like trolling is an epidemic. Like people yeah. just coming on and saying the worst things from these like private accounts and, you know, uh, really affecting people's moods and lives with the things that they say. And it's just, they have no accountability because, you know, you never know who they are unless you're a hacker and you can go see what their IP address is. But um, I feel like right now we're in an age that where this is something so new to us. And I get money that in like 20 years, there's going to be, and everyone's famous right now, right? So I feel like in like 20 years or like, I don't know how many years, but there's going to be a college course, like a university course, uh, how to adapt to fame. Like you could go viral just off of something that you do on the internet. Um, 
no matter how big or small you are, you're going to have trolls. You're going to have people who are just going to say negative things to you. Just oh, it's called the therapist, man. <laughs> just because it's funny, you know? So yeah. it's like, we all kind of have to deal with fame. You know, we're putting ourselves out on social media. We all have to deal with uh, people that are just going to talk shit to you for no reason. You know, so I'm, uh, sometimes I'm like, all right, what would that course be like? Well, for all, it was uh, the first week of that course would be trolls and it would be like you know obviously trolls are going to happen so that by the second week you're not even you know you care about trolls because you just know that that's just a part of it that's like that's square one you know so when when people talk shit i'm just like uh you know that's the part of the game like get used to that anybody who's not used to trolls like bro you got a lot like you're not even getting past the first step, bro. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's step number one. Oh. And that, and that's it. It plays into like your self confidence, you know, if because you, you got to have self confidence to do what you do. You go on, and I, I applaud you for going live for so long and talking. You're literally talking for two days straight on these lives. I've talked about this with other people. I'm like, that's a feat in itself. Just being like on for so long. Even when I go do the flea market you know, that's, that's a freaking day. Like if I had to do two Rose Bowls in a row, that's a, that's a big weekend, man. <laughs> but that's a feat in itself. And yeah, you do have to block out the haters. The only reason I ask about the haters on this is because it is new. There's always old, old mentality people that are going to bring down the new innovators in a way. And it's so, it's so wrong. I, I think the cool thing is that I'm not really, I mean, I'm not an old head. And I've said this before, like, I don't think old head is a, a physical thing or, like, it has to do with age. I think you can become an old head. It's just a state of mind. Like, if you 100%. see someone coming through with something new and you don't like it, now, guess what? You're an old head. There's there's you young kids that are low-key old heads right now that don't want to join virtual fee because uh, I've had kids come in, uh, do, younger dudes come in and talk shit in some lives that I've had to boot or not boot because they're my friends. And just talking shit about virtual flea and the things that are being sold and i'm just like this it is what it is so yes there's definitely some hate that comes in for the most and, part and some people are just mad about the prices of t-shirts going for so high right now like they're literally like kind of upset about it and you're like well why would you be mad that something in your business is going up in value it doesn't make any sense i i and i kind of like because I, I always try to employ empathy in those types of situations. So like whenever an, uh, an auction is going up through the roof, right? And this happened in the beginning, not so much anymore. I feel like people are kind of like, oh, another auction going through the roof, you know, whoop you know, everyone's yeah. kind of used to that now. But in the beginning, uh, uh, an auction would be going through the roof. We started realizing what shirts are really worth. And so, you know, shirts uh, like a, a Disney shirt is going for like 400 right now in an auction. And you'll start seeing people saying like, I bought this last week for 30 bucks. Like you guys are really tripping on this Disney shirt. Like it's just a Disney shirt. And like, you'll just see people who aren't bidding just start talking shit. And, it, and I think what happens is like, it's kind of just this fear of like, man, I, because I, like I used to, I had that shirt and I sold it for a fraction or uh, is this how much people are going to pay for these shirts now? Like I don't have that much money. I wouldn't, I can't afford a shirt for that much. Like, why are people taking it to this degree? You know? yeah. So I think there's a lot of that. And trust me, every, literally, I feel like every virtual flea set, something sells for triple what I sold it for when I had that piece. I don't say anything. 
Oh no, uh, we've cause... all lost out like that. And that's another thing. You can't be mad at that ever as a seller either, because that holds you back too. Cause then you're just going to be butthurt all the time about things that are going for more than you sold them for. But you can't always just sit around waiting for the top dollar. And you don't even know what that is at the time because it changes. Right. So virtual fleas, I think that, that those prices go through the roof in virtual flea because you have all the collectors, all the enthusiasts, all in one place. They're all right there, you know? So um, they, they, they know what this stuff is worth. Uh, somebody said I bring Melrose, the Melrose flea market to the world with virtual flea because at Melrose flea market it's unique in that there's nobody there trying to lowball me or trying to trying to resell what I'm showing them like I'm in the heart of Hollywood Melrose and Fairfax like I'm across the street from the Supreme Store I'm across the street from uh you know these uh from Flight Club so the people that are going to the uh, the Melrose flea market they understand the value of vintage they appreciate it I've literally had girls buy like a young girl buy a shirt and I'm just like you know 100 and she's like, okay, cool. I was like, you like that band? And she's like, I've never heard of them, but I just like the graphic. And I was like, I like that too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. So let's give a quick shout out to the people who sell at the Melrose Fleet. Who are your homies who sell at the Melrose Fleet? Uh, we got Rich, RS Vintage OC, AKA the Benefactor. That guy is awesome. He comes into the virtual flea. And I don't know, he must've hit the lotto or something cause he'll just w pay up for auctions and then be like, don't mail it to me. Give it to the community as a giveaway. Like crazy dude. Shout out wow. Rich, Rich RS Vintage. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, throw a heart, put a heart on this video right now, just for Rich, just off top. Just Good Rich. Guy. <laughs> I need to get him on the show. But shout out Rich, somebody that I've known from the, uh, from Merrill's Flea Market and, and continues to support uh me and the community and he's just a great guy he's done sets on on the virtual flea and i just got mad love for rich he's, he's just a really dope dude um virtual uh Melrose flea market fam uh us vintage we got uh earthling vip of course um other people that you don't know um uh shoot i forgot their name oh man it's been so long since Melrose. now i'm forgetting some of my best friends names um, yeah, sh shout out the Earthling, shout out um, Us Vintage, both good people who I know. Well, Us Vintage is solo, but the Earthlings is a couple. And I miss those guys too from Cali. So I hope to see you guys soon if you're listening to this. Um, will you go back now to do the flea even if COVID is over? Can't do it. Okay, so if you, if you probably if you don't see that, he's shaking his head. This is a no, can't <laughs> do it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would, uh, yeah, I just, um, I got, I got a lot of people that are looking forward to the virtual flea and that's the virtual flea is what I got to do now. Okay, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's so innovative. I'm so stoked for you. And I'm so stoked that you created something for yourself, for other people from nothing. It is, it's awesome, man. It's just awesome that you did that. And, um, <clears throat> You've put yourself, it's like, I, I talk about this a lot in, you know, there's a lot of the philosophies going around in my head and stuff. I talk about this. It's like, you don't have to sell t-shirts to be in the vintage clothing business. You don't have, you know, you don't have to, or sell anything to be in the vintage clothing business. You could make books, you know, you could do all these different things. You could start a market, you could start a flea, like you're doing, you created something in the business that doesn't 
isn't simple as the act of like buying and selling a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big up to that, man. And I think more people should think on that line of like create something that's different. You put yourself into like, I call it a blue ocean. It's like, there's no, nobody out doing what you're doing. It's fucking rad. Yeah. And that just, again, goes to what I was saying earlier about like just how, how young the vintage community is and vintage as a movement as a whole, like you don't know, uh, there's just so much room to, to do new things and execute on new ideas besides just thrifting or besides just collecting or besides having an Instagram, you know? Exactly. Opportunities are everywhere. Uh, all right, man. I got some notes. Let me refer to my notes here for a second. Um, did you did you grab any shirts you want to show us? Uh, so what I wanted to do is like all, all my personal collection, like I don't have like a bunch of just like the hypey vintage grails that everybody wants. Every single one of my personal shirts has a story to me. And, uh, so you wanted me to grab three pieces that mean something to me. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm glad they weren't the hype of the hype, man. I'm glad yeah, I'm going to grab the top three shirts and, um, you know, maybe you, you watching this, you're going to be like, yo, that's a trash tee, but I'm going to tell you why it's fire to me. <laughs> all right. All right. I love it. All right. So here we go. So I just grabbed the top three. Damn. I could have picked a better top three. All good. <laughs> uh, I only gave me FYI, everybody. I only gave him like a little bit of time to get this together. And, and then he was probably on live the whole time. I was texting him anyway, because he's basically on live all the time. So uh, the first one is uh, this Snatch Tee. Um, it's crazy. The, the three movies that I grabbed are movie tees, and uh, I guess that's fitting because I'm a big movie buff. Uh, Snatch, if you've never seen it, Guy Ritchie movie, uh, like a UK, like a British type of mobster movie. Yeah, uh, really cool, like crime movie. Have you ever seen Snatch? I've seen it. And just to give people who are listening to this and not watching it, it's a Snatch Tee. It looks like a street sign, right? It has a diamond and a hand on it. And yeah, I've seen it a long time ago, but it's one of those movies that has a really deep accent, like the gangster accent. Like you got to oh, yeah. be following it to listen. Yeah. Yeah. So great, it's, great film. this is one of my favorite movies, Guy Ritchie. Brad Pitt comes out in there and he kills it. Yeah. He, speaking of deep accents, he plays uh, someone with a crazy like uh, accent. And you got to watch that movie. You just got to watch it. It's so good. It's definitely 1980 something co approved. I watch a lot of flip, and that one is approved. Your family, man. Um, Movie night every night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next one is the Sin City, and this one's pretty dope. It's got Jessica Alba, she's a little Nancy Callahan. If you've seen that movie, you know her storyline. This is her all grown up. Okay, okay. So this is almost got like a a picture print graphic screen print though. Sin City, sorry. What is the what is the catchphrase it says on it? Uh, it says, "Skinny Nancy Callahan. She grew up. She filled out." Nice. So that that T there, what is early two thousands or is that is that older? What yeah, tag is on that? It's like uh, all right. So I'm gonna. This is something I've never told anybody on all the lives that I do. I'm gonna say it right here because we're we're on with Drew right now. We're vibing. But um, so I graduated high school two thousand four. Uh, and just like the 2005 to 2010, really special time for me. It's like, you know, I'm becoming a man, got my first apartment, hanging out with my friends all the time, going to movies all the time, just chilling, going out. And, uh, just those movies from that time just really, uh, are great memories for me. 
So like Snatch was a movie we used to always watch. Sin City was one of those. Uh, so like I, I do have like a nice little collection of shirts from like 2005, 2010. And I'm nice. really trying to get my hands on more tees from 2005, 2010, especially right now that nobody cares about those tees, I feel like. You know? yep. uh, like I have, uh, have you seen the movie Smoke and Aces? That's one I can't remember seeing, actually. It's got, like, Common in it, uh, Alicia Keys is in it, Ryan Reynolds is in it, Ray Liotta. It's a really cool action movie, and I have a shirt from that, and I got it from my boy, End of the World Vintage, for 60 bucks, and uh, I just love that movie. It's one of those movies that came out in that span of 2005, 2010. There's a few movies that I still need to get my hands on, uh, T-shirt-wise, that you know, not even hype, not even to resell, just those movies mean something to me. Yeah. That's the best thing about vintage. And that's what drives a lot of that hype right now is that the people who are coming into money, they're growing up, they grew up through a lot of the era that they're buying these t-shirts of. And it's a whole new generation. And as generations grow up, we're going to see a different generation have nostalgia for a different whole genre of stuff that's coming out. So you always got to be moving. Always. Um, so did you, is that two? Do you got a third? Oh yeah, third one, sorry. Uh, the third one is a Pulp Fiction, little chest hit. Uh, it's got the Pulp Fiction title on the chest hit. And then on the back, it's got the quote. It says, uh, you won't know the facts until you see the fiction. Nice. And uh, Pulp Fiction is, uh, I always switch up what my favorite movie of all time is. Uh, before this, it was uh, The Professional. I just love 90s action movies. But right now, it's uh, got to be Pulp Fiction. I had, I had to switch it up. I've seen those tees going up pretty fast. The the, the classic uh, poster movie print tee seems to be going for like seven to a thousand right now. Um, it's wild, wild times. Okay, I did get a couple questions from Instagram followers. Okay, I have a question from my boy Pete of pete's meat i'll put his i'll put his link anybody we mentioned i'll try to throw a link i'll try to throw links up so you guys can go follow uh, he, he, a porn star or a butcher he could be both he could he could be both really i don't know he has a secret life i'm not <laughs> i don't know he's actually a good childhood buddy of mine we grew up together skating um yeah he moved out west with me we drove across canada we've had some wild times i'm gonna get him on the podcast at some point but he's a butcher now his question was, what's your favorite barbecue? <laughs> My favorite barbecue? Dude, I don't like barbecue. I hate barbecue. Oh, damn. Okay, Pete got <laughs> shot down on the question. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a carne asada man, though. <laughs> okay, okay. But what are the different kinds of barbecues? Well, I mean, you could like like smoke ribs, pull pork. I don't know. Like, uh, I guess uh, other other ethnicity uh, barbecues, like um, what's the Indian kind of barbecue is called? Uh, Tandoori, tandoori chicken is barbecue. <laughs> Kebabs uh, are barbecue. Pork. It's gonna be pulled pork for sure. Okay. Uh, and then somebody asked, "What what is the most heater tea?" I gotta I gotta look it up now so we can give them a shout out. You're like afraid I'm gonna shit on the next question too. I hate that tea too. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Uh, might have to cut out some of this dead dead what's your first crazy find in the wild so the first thing you found in the wild that you can remember first thing that i can remember wow that's gonna go 
taking the back, sending me back. Uh, first crazy find. And this this is shout out Vintage Streetwear MB. Vintage Streetwear MB. Vintage Streetwear MB. Uh, my first crazy find in the wild. Ooh, so many pieces just going through my mind right now. Um, crazy or just like the one that was crazy? Maybe just one that like was early on in your digging that stood out to you or like first big bin pick where you're like, shit, it's a banger. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, man, I, I just have the worst memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you remember okay here, here I, I know what it is okay um so um hitting the racks hitting the racks hitting the racks and then i see the round two show on youtube and i'm like oh wow look at all that cool stuff that they have on there like i never find that stuff you know and i remember i was like man I, what i would do for like a, a, a crew neck an 80s crew neck that just has a sports team and like a really cool graphic on the front, like maybe all their like um, all their championships. I was like, man, I would love to have that. I would keep that. And so I'm like going to the thrift all the time. No bangers, no bangers ever. Not even mid. Just again, you know. Now, like at first, I said like I just would get stuff to match my outfit. Now that's not even like I don't like that anymore. Now I want these grails that I see on round two, right? And so. Uh, looking i'm looking and then finally uh i find i go to the bins for the first time dude my first time going to the bins i found a 49ers sweater from like the 80s when they won like a bunch of uh super bowls nice and i was just like yo i'm done i could die right now i'm a happy man like i got it <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't uh it didn't fit me and i was like trying to sell it for like a hundred dollars nobody was buying that shit and i was just like this is a sick sweater. Why isn't anybody buying it? And I realized because not really many people uh, care too much about like the sports stuff like that, you know, unless it's uh, certain things. But, you know, you can't just go to uh, a local flea market and try to sell that for $100, even though it means that to you. Uh, maybe now you can. But in the beginning, when I first started, like I would just try to go to like this little hood ass flea market and try to sell things yeah. for the prices, you know? <laughs> How, tell us about that first time at the bins, man. How did you even hear about the bins? Uh, first time at the bins. So I had been to the bins years before my first time actually picking there, right? I pulled up like uh, two years, two or three years before I actually started doing it full time. And I was like, oh man, like I went in there and I was like, this place is shitty. Like there's no racks in here. I walked in, I walked right out. And I always think about like, man, Chris, imagine if you would have just stayed and like, but I didn't know. Like, I think I maybe might've just like thrown like a couple of bras around and was like, this is just junk. You know, and I yeah. But you uh, remember it being busy that time when you went way back? No, it was not busy. It was just like kind of just dead. It just looked really like, you know, like an empty warehouse or something. It was a weird vibe, you know, and I just bounced. Yeah. And then I found out about it through uh, some guy that I met at a thrift. I was at a Goodwill just hitting the racks. And this guy was just like, yeah, you know, there's a place where they just bring this stuff out. And it's like a dollar each, like whatever you can get your hand on. Hand on. And, and I, uh, I thought that was amazing. And he told me where it was. And so I went there. And he, was, and he told me, if you wouldn't have told me this, I don't know if I would have stayed. But he was like, but when you go, he's like, you need to stay there for an hour. Like, don't just go move shit around because i told him i was like it sucked when i went and he's like no you gotta go you gotta be patient 
You gotta look around, you gotta stick, stick it out and you're gonna find something. And I was like, all right. So I did just that, I went, hung out, uh, met uh, someone there that ended up becoming my friend that same day. We were really cool. And he just told me like, you know, he, he started breaking down all the different little groups in the bins. And he's like, those guys over there, they look for this, those ladies look for that. And it's crazy because he was kind of like, uh, he's a really cool dude. And I've never, I never saw him again after that. Like we hung out the whole day, chopping it up. We exchanged numbers and everything. We were like, I thought I was going to hang out with them all the time. I've never seen him again since that one day. It's almost like wow. he, was my, he was my thrift angel. He was, dude. You know, I, 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 I picture that scene. You walk in and it's like a scene out of a movie. And he's like, yo, those guys, like, they're, they're all about this vibe. Those guys about this vibe. Watch out for them because they'll fucking elbow you real hard if you step next to them in the bid. Yeah, and then, um, those, and then we walked out into the parking lot and I was like, all right, man, see you later. And then when I turned around again to say one more thing, he was just gone. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> so was that first day a good day did he come up uh that first day i came up on a bin of just like uh i think it must have been like 10 metallica tees wow they were like from what i remember now they were like early 2000s late 90s ones there might have been a banger in there i didn't know what a banger was at the time and uh i just came up on them and uh i just wasn't into them like i said like my taste was very different at the time and, and so the guy was like, wow, you came up. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but I don't really like metallic shirts. Like if I want to, if I'm going to get a band tee, I want one of the thin ones that like have a cool, you know, like I wanted like a, a nicely worn in one. And those were all like late nineties, that thicker cotton. And so he was like, go give them to that guy. And I just gave them to some dude there. I was like, Hey, uh, he was like the big dog there. And I was like, Hey, do you like metallic tee? He's like, yeah. And I gave them to him, dude, that was the best thing I could have done. Cause then after that, that guy was so fond of me and just was like, you know, because when you go to the bins, it's like, there's like a whole subculture in there. You had like a hierarchy almost, like, not really, but you have to show respect and it's easy to get into beef and it's just kind of cutthroat and, uh, you know, you, you guys are all in competition. But that guy just ever since then, just really cool with me. And I didn't even realize that it's because I gave him a nice little payday with all those, those Metallica teams. Anyway, so was this, were you reselling on this first trip to the bins or not yet? I was reselling, yeah. I had okay. been reselling for a few years at that time. Not like crazy, but just like part-time. Like every few every few weeks when I would accumulate enough stuff for like three racks, I would go to Melrose. So I was selling at Melrose. I've been selling at Melrose for years. I've nice. been selling at Melrose, like not aggressively, very passively. Um, okay. I asked you about this before. Did you come up with a challenge for the listeners? Yes. Uh, before, before I say that, I just want to say something really trippy about that first time I went to Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, that after that day, I was like, yo, this is crazy. And I think um, this is what I have to do. Uh, I think I need to quit my job and just do this full time. So after that first day at the bins, I quit my job the next day. That is solid, dude. <laughs> that is like, you know, so a lot of people will be like, I have my toe in the vintage game for like three years before I really like gave it. But first day in the bins, you're like, the potential's here. I was pretty like unhappy with my job and I was like always praying for like a better position. And I was like, Oh, let me get this position that I just applied for. And then one day I was just like, well, you know what? Like I pray a lot. So I was like, you know, Lord, just, uh, just take me wherever you need, you want to take me. Like, I don't even care about promotion, just wherever I got to go. Like, I just want to do something that is, uh, you know, your, your purpose, your path, just help me out with that. And 
then I found out about the bins and I just knew it was like epiphany status. Like I was like, yo, this is it. I gotta, and if I'm gonna do it, I gotta do it right. I can't half step. So I just quit my job and they were, I gave them my two weeks, but I didn't show up for any of those two weeks as if the last day for my party, my goodbye party. <laughs> so what was your job? I don't even know if we, we said that. I worked at a health insurance company. Uh, it was a really pretty good job. Like, you know, I was, I was in a solid nine to five. Um, I was Were you in sales? Last. No, I was, uh, I, I started out in the call center and then I was like in an appeals and grievances department of there, which I think helps me out a lot, especially right now as I uh, coordinate between like buyers and sellers and the virtual flea. I, I kind of open up a case if there's ever a dispute and I really know how to like work those. It's really crazy. Like everything led up to what I'm doing now. It's really wild. But yeah, I just quit that job. Anyway, um, challenge for the listeners. No, hold on. Come on, I think. Now that we, we kept going on that topic, we'll get back to the challenge. Um, so obviously you're not at the bins anymore. Right now, there's no bins, man. Obviously everyone knows that. Well, I guess they might be open in like Colorado, but definitely LA bins haven't opened, right? Nothing yeah. And you've been out of the bins for a long time. I know that because we talk. Like you buy from me, you probably buy from other pickers. Um, how has your buying changed over over all this, you know, since you got out of the bins? And then also, have you been able, I, I, I was going to ask you this earlier, have you been able to buy enough during lockdown to like keep your site going, keep inventory coming in enough and like good to make good income? Uh, well, all my buying now is virtual flea. So uh, I have a couple sellers that still, we have a really good relationship and uh, I love them very much. And I'll, I pretty much buy whatever they, they throw my way because I just appreciate that business and that relationship so much. But a lot of my buying is virtual flea. Uh, I get paid for virtual flea now too, which helps out a lot. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we don't spend as much now because I don't drive as much. Like I used to take trips every two weeks, different states and just like, you know, meet up with different sellers, but I don't do that anymore. So with, you know, staying home means less, uh, less money going out. So, uh, yeah, that's where uh, the majority of my buying is virtual fleet. So I'm always buying stuff from vendors on virtual fleet. So as you're doing the lives, someone puts something up, you'll, you'll, they'll put, throw a price starting bid, you'll cop. Yeah. Well, it's not all auctions. Uh, it's auctions, but also like people are showing like, all right, in addition to my auction, I have this piece, it's this size, this much, the other flaws, boom. And so I'll buy things like that, you know? Okay. Okay, dope. Okay, so what's the challenge now? Uh, the challenge is what we were talking about earlier in the conversation. Uh, do something for someone else. Go and shout out your favorite vintage account. Shout out your homie who found a crazy-ass wrap tee at the bins. Shout out that one dude that you bought a shirt from and he shipped that shit quick. Shout out someone else, someone besides yourself. Just show someone some love preferably someone that wouldn't even expect it like your homies you shout them out all the time shout out someone who was out there and you've been watching them you've been lurking their page and you have a lot of respect for them or you just like the way they move or they just posted something that blew your mind repost that shit on your story repost that shit on your story that's the challenge show someone some love make someone's day show some love i love it it's a good one it's a good one it's easy to do but yet so helpful and uh let's see these challenges people do it do it do it Tag okay man i think we're like 
we've gone like we're like at eleven twenty. We're like an hour and uh, over an hour. So I think we're good to end it there. Unless you have anything else you want to add. And oh, by the way, if you want to add any news, you got any news you want to talk about coming up events other than obviously your virtual flea. Um, just virtual flea, nineteen eighty something. Co is my Instagram. It's kind of that's the headquarters right there. It's where I do everything. I have the link to everything that I do there on my YouTube and all that stuff. So go there. Uh, but yeah, just go go support virtual flea. It helps out a lot of people in the community, especially in these crazy times. You don't have to buy anything. Just show up, have fun with us, chill with us. And um, if you want to sell something, go on to virtualfleet.market, register. We'd love to see your stuff. We'd love to have you on there and uh, sell your stuff. And that's it, man. Thank you for having me on, Drew. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you for having me on your podcast, having me on your show. I appreciate the virtual flea. Uh, and I appreciate you helping everybody out in the community. It's really bringing everybody to have together. You on. <laughs> yeah, Dude, this special is gonna go crazy. Okay, so July twenty fifth again, people. July twenty fifth, Saturday, ten a.m. We're on. We're going nuts. We're ripping shirts off. <laughs> we're doing it. All right, we're out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. As always, make sure you come out to our hookups drop. July 25th, 10 a.m. on the virtual flea. I'll be posting about it for the next week. Also, check out my Patreon for amazing exclusive content. I get into it with Chris on some extra questions, some extra special business questions that you won't hear on the podcast. So check that out. Peace. See you on the next one. Subscribe to this channel.